0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, a place to talk all things software and technology. I am your host Ben Popper, director of content here at Stack Overflow, flying solo today. We have a great guest who is going to talk to us a bit about Web two and Web three, some of the things we stumble over and discuss in detail on this show quite often. So I would like to welcome Andrew McFarlane, who is the CTO at Validation Cloud, to the Stack Overflow podcast. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Great to
1: meet you, Ben, and and thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Very excited to chat with you today. So tell
0: us a little bit about yourself. What was your entree into the world of software development or technology, and how did that take you to the role you're in today?
1: Sure. So uh, I'll actually start with uh, just a little background on on the company. So I'm the CTO of Validation Cloud, as you mentioned. Uh, So we are a Web3 infrastructure company that provides high-performance node and validator infrastructure for blockchain networks. Uh, so nodes, if folks are less familiar, are essentially the lifelines into Web3 for developers and users, allowing them to build on and, and interact with blockchain networks and their applications. And validators form the basis for staking uh, as they help confirm transactions into a blockchain and generate block rewards or yield uh, on behalf of holders' of crypto. So a little bit on me, how did I get in, into this space? So I originally did my computer engineering degree uh, at the University of Toronto. I was fortunate to be selected into the Jeffrey School program there, which takes a handful of students directly from the engineering program into the MBA because I wanted to combine both the engineering skill sets uh, with the business finance to eventually take a, a, an entrepreneurial path uh, and be able to understand both sides uh, of a business. Some of my professional experience uh, that led me here was I uh, worked with Canada's largest telecom on content d- distribution networks for video streaming uh, applications. Spent some time at Deloitte in in cybersecurity, uh, where I worked on uh, network and application security for large financial institutions. Uh, and and while I was there, ended up you know hearing from colleagues who are evangelizing. Uh, blockchain as being this new frontier for economics and distributed computing. So I ended up connecting with the now co-founders uh, of Validation Cloud in 2018, uh, and my eyes were open to the the potential uh, of, of this blockchain industry. Uh, so we were seeing a wave of blockchains being funded in, in 2017, uh, and and noticed the opportunity to provide these these new networks with the necessary infrastructure for them. To scale. So, for the last few years, uh, I've been operating blockchain infrastructure from uh, pre-launch uh, to mainnet for for many of the most prominent uh, ecosystems in Web three. So, networks like Polygon, Chainlink, uh, Ethereum,
0: uh, and others. Very cool. And so, from my admittedly, uh, you know, not as advanced understanding of how blockchains work, there is a decentralized system in which people can choose to participate. You know as a node, as a validator, as a miner, and get uh, be economically rewarded for that. And those incentives help to keep things, you know, decentralized trust kind of share between everyone. And a lot of um, the most interesting discussion of late was about networks like Ethereum moving from proof of work to proof of stake and how that would enable them to be more efficient and less environmentally, perhaps impactful. So why is a third party like validation of cloud require within these burgeoning ecosystems, what about uh, your work validates uh, or certifies proof of stake or nodes in a way that they can't do on their own?
1: Sure. So um, you can think of the blockchain networks, you know, as not being really an entity themselves, they a collection of these, these different third parties that are, are collaborating uh, in these ecosystems that are helping to run the underlying infrastructure. And as I mentioned, you can separate sort of those two roles, nodes and and validators, where nodes are necessary for basically keeping a record of of the blockchain and providing a gateway for developers' users to make read and write calls uh, onto those those blockchains. And after those uh, transactions uh, have been propagated, they need to be confirmed into the state uh, by a collection of, of validators, which are sort of unique nodes who have uh, keys on them that help uh, confirm those blocks into the chain. So a a big portion of our value and what we're really excited about uh, is our launch of a product called Javelin. That product is known as a service. And as blockchain networks get, want to push their blockchain times to be faster and faster, a limiting factor for how quickly users can actually experience that speed of the underlying blockchain network is how quickly they can communicate with the node. And so we solve that global scale problem to tap global users into and proliferate transactions across a global network very quickly.
0: And so I guess of late, you know, there was a a bit of a boom and a bust in the world of crypto. Um, Like I said, there was a lot of interest in changing from proof of work to proof of stake. What has that been like from your perspective? How do you see the ecosystem you know, continuing to move forward? And in what ways do you think maybe the recent shakeout was good or bad for the future of Web3? Yeah,
1: ultimately, there's still a lot of innovation that's going on in this ecosystem. I mean, there are unfortunate uh, natures to the downturn uh, for its impact on certain businesses. But a lot of the most impactful companies uh, in the industry were built. Uh, during previous crypto winters, because there's really a focus during those times on building the core infrastructure, improving product in order to take uh, the industry to the next level. So there's going to be a number of of use cases that survive, uh, a number of new uh, use cases that will emerge. Just a couple notes on that. DeFi as being a big one, despite the drop in the market, there's still around $30 billion of staked value uh, across DeFi today. And only set to grow as it sets the stage for more efficient financial services infrastructure, uh, has the potential to be impactful in emerging markets for things like access to credit uh, and microloans. And, and another large one is, is blockchain gaming. Uh, so in the first half of, of 2022, uh, approximately $3 billion was invested in blockchain gaming alone, uh, which accounted for more than half of the funding in the video game industry during that period. So there's a lot of capital formation around the industry, uh, despite the downturn. Uh, And so there's a lot of uh, opportunity for these industries. Uh, Gaming, just as an example, exciting ability in blockchain, allow gamers to own in-game items, the ability to unlock the value of those items, move them across the metaverse, across games, uh, even the ability to temporarily lend out the utility of those items uh, to others. So there's a lot of exciting opportunities uh, still yet to play out in in that space. But these are these are use cases that are are here to stay. Mm
0: -hmm. Interesting. And so when you look at this uh, from someone, you know, as you described, who got into this through learning in college, then working at the NBA, talking about streaming and then security, people who want to move from from Web 2 to Web 3. What skills translate and, and what did you, you know, have to learn? Where could they start if this is an industry they're interested in moving into?
1: Sure, so I wanna unpack uh, a couple of things here. So I think for some developers, there's a misconception that you need to develop smart contracts to be a developer uh, in the blockchain ecosystem. So I think first it's, it's important to know that you don't need to write smart con- contracts per se to, be a, to make a huge impact uh, on the industry. And you can work on a, an array of technologies so you, that impacts an array of industries as well. So financial applications, supply chain, uh, video games, as I mentioned, and more. And there's there's exciting opportunities to develop tech stacks uh, in modern languages. Uh, a lot of work in Go and Rust uh, for, for developers to build out different uh, product across the space. I mean, if you do want to be a smart contract developer, uh, there are plenty of online resources uh, that you can look into for solidity, uh, which is heavily influenced by C++, Python, JavaScript. But I would say that you know, and I think the ultimate thread uh, uh, of my point, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here for translating Web2 skill sets into building out Web3. There's been a lot of talk in the industry of how there's a current wave of of talent that is shifting. From Web 2, from big tech companies, from tr- traditional finance and capital markets companies, into the space. And so, my my real suggestion here is just find a, find a mission that you believe in in web, within Web 3. Uh, come into the ecosystem and and see it for yourself. Uh, experience the energy and and the innovation that that is happening. And and that's the that's the best way to to start
0: out in web three is really take those web two skill sets and, and dive right in. Right, right. So for folks who are interested, can you talk to us a little about some of the networks that you support and in what way they're building uh, with you? I, you know, perused your website briefly and saw some names there that I recognized, folks like Polygon and Ethereum and Solana, Cardano. You know, in what way are, are those? Uh, well-known names utilizing some of the technology and the platform you have. And to what degree is there a spectrum I saw under the Who We Serve part, everything from asset managers to networks to custodians to applications?
1: Uh, sure, so I, I can unpack that a bit. So with the Node as a Service offering, uh, we help connect users on for applications in those on top of those networks, communicate and have their transactions both uh, be seen very quickly by the network uh, and help get confirmed on priority. Uh, We're also participating as validators in a number of those networks uh, to help also with the confirmation of transactions. So we're unique in our infrastructure coverage, both from the beginning of the transaction all the way through uh, on the network. On the networking side, our value prop is being able to bring an enhanced user experience to developers, to users. Uh, which allows more robust applications to be on top and can actually allow networks to function more quickly as well. Because of how we tie our global infrastructure together and run nodes across the globe, Uh, we can actually help propagate transactions to move block times faster on networks. Uh, And to users, so I talked a little bit before uh, about DeFi and gaming. So speed is already critical for 84% of Web3 users. So th- those are the, the DeFi users and the blockchain gaming users who are interacting with Web3 today. And our ability to, uh, no matter where you are in the world, tap you into the closest endpoint for communicating with the node and then propagate transaction uh, has very uh, interesting value uh, for you in those use cases. So in DeFi, that speed and that propagation allows you to have superior trade execution that leads to winning uh, arbitrage opportunities, avoid being front run, and ultimately generate more alpha in the portfolio for asset managers. And then on the side of gaming, uh, speed eliminates game lag, which is really the number one priority for uh, user experience for video, for gamers. And so that sets the stage uh, for more robust and interesting games to be built on Web3, uh, it unlocks developers uh, to tap into global user bases who can participate in those games. Uh, and enables games to be uh, enables gamers to be more competitive because they can have their transactions uh, proliferated across the, the network really fast and be put in on priority. Gotcha.
0: Start building authentication today with your free Auth0 by Octa plan. No credit card required. No messing around. Get started in five minutes at stack.auth0.com. Make sure to use that link and let them know the podcast sent you. So in some way, is this similar to kind of the point of presence network that a big streaming service would build out? You know, they would want to have something that's global. So if I'm looking to do Netflix in the US and then I fly to Hungary, you know, they assign me. Um, to a new set uh, uh, of infrastructure, and I'm able to do things, you know, really rapidly. And then at a certain point, once you build that out, you become the backend provider, right? For other folks, like somebody's launching a live game streaming service, they're it's a first-person shooter and latency matters. Well, I've built out this incredible network through my, you know, work doing, you know, pops as a uh, video streaming. So now you can rely on me as well. Is that kind of what you're doing, but for the web three world through nodes?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great analogy there. Um, I mean, there's ultimately uh, some more Web three and blockchain specific innovations that we we put in there, but that's absolutely a great analogy for having uh, basically moving the blockchain closer to users wherever they are uh, on the planet. Um, there are also some some other benefits that I think are important to, to highlight, particularly for developers in the ecosystem. You know, similar to in the In Web2, where a company like AWS takes away the burden from having you to run and manage a lot of your own infrastructure to build uh, out your company, our access points also take that burden away from you from having to manage your own uh, node infrastructure in order to run your, your blockchain business. So we can maximize performance and scalability for you, but also reduce your costs on team, on infrastructure. Uh, that are required to manage those those aspects. And also, you know because we focus on that core as our business, we can take that out of your hands, give you global resiliency, more redundancy than you'd be able to achieve uh, as a standalone organization and, and focus core on, on building out your application
0: for your user base. Very cool. And excuse me if this question is uninformed, but like when you act as a node infrastructure provider, are you sometimes coming in and deciding, yes, I will participate in that way, through a blockchain that already exists, like a Bitcoin or Ethereum. And so you take the role of node provider, but you're, you know, sort of figuring out how to do that, as you said, globally and and twine them all together. And then are other times, if somebody has an idea for a new blockchain or new blockchain service, you know, they're not sure how to do nodes, then you might be the one who supplies them or sets them up with that infrastructure. Like, I guess the question is, do you simply take advantage of the opportunity to act as a node when it's available? Or do you um, in some cases, supply people with nodes that will be the essence of their infrastructure because you know they haven't really set up a uh, distributed community yet. They don't really have participants.
1: That's a great question. So, so for us, um, we are working with organizations uh, that have, have built out uh, blockchain networks, but the stage at which we get involved with those, those companies can be um, anywhere on the, the spectrum, anywhere from ideation and early test nets where they're testing out the functionality uh, of their distributed network uh, and helping uh, work the, through some of those aspects right on through mainnet net uh, in into uh, larger maturation uh, where, where the network may be more mature we're also getting involved with with later stage blockchains as well uh, because of the core infrastructure that that we built is is agnostic uh, to the network uh, that we're deploying and so we've built in a, a lot of uh, innovations around automation to make sure that we can fit in new protocols uh, into our
0: structure. All right. Two last questions for you. One is if folks are listening and they are Web3 curious or you know participating already in the ecosystem, they're software developers or they work at organizations that are in this space, how would you recommend they learn more about you or get involved? Is there a way for them to read through some of your documentation or play around with an API or an SDK? Is there a demo they can run? What's the best way for you know, folks who are listening to get a better sense of what Validation Cloud can offer them and why it might be the right tool or platform.
1: Sure. So there's a few ways uh, that you can do this. First way is you can go to our website. Uh, we're happy to announce, but the launch of the podcast, there should be open accessibility into their javelin product for Node as a service. Uh, very shortly after through that UI, we'll give access to staking and additional networks. Uh, as as the weeks go on. So look forward to that and and you can engage with us directly with the product. To learn more, you can also reach out to us uh, at info at validationcloud.io and we'll get back to you uh, on priority. We'd love to engage and grow the community. uh, So reach out to us. uh, And also you could, if you're a developer and you're interested to get involved, you could also see our careers page uh, where we have access to software
0: development and DevOps roles to help build out Uh, The engineering team. Very cool. And if folks are listening and they are more on the web three uh, skeptic side of things, or, you know, they have been burned recently, um, you know, what's your message to them, I guess, like, you know, how long have you been in this industry? How many times have you sort of been through this up and down cycle? And what are you excited about, you know, for the future for the next year or so when it comes to building um, and continuing to try to innovate?
1: Sure. So this is, I believe, the third crypto uh, cycle I've seen. Um, and I can remember towards the beginning, skeptics at that time were saying, you know B- Bitcoin would would no longer exist and so i th- I think uh, you know it's been settled uh, that it's here to stay uh, with the, the adoption of traditional financial institutions and and the amount of capital pouring into the ecosystem uh, that this this space uh, is becoming more and more inevitable as, as the years go by and so. To the skeptics, I think they should come into the ecosystem, participate in, and see the level of, of innovation and, and, and excitement for themselves. I, I mean, there, there are spaces like in any industry uh, where there where there's hype uh, and speculation. But if you look under the service, there's a lot of core innovation. There's a lot of great products uh, that are out there and are being built uh, with a lot of room and, and excitement to come in the future with with a number
0: of use cases. Very cool. All right, terrific. Well, Andrew, uh, I want to say thanks so much for coming on the program. As we do at the end of every episode, I'm going to shout out someone from the community who came on Stack Overflow uh, and shared a little knowledge. Awarded yesterday to Derek a Lifeboat badge for saving a question from the dustbin of History, how to open a file when you choose it in the Android app using Kotlin. If you are struggling with this issue, Derek has an answer for you was asked four years ago and has helped almost 17,000 people. So Derek, we appreciate you sharing some knowledge with our community. I am Ben Popper. I am the Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper or email us, podcast at Stack Overflow, questions and suggestions. And if you like the show, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps.
1: Uh, My name is Andrew McFarland, CTO of Validation Cloud. Uh, And you can learn more about the company uh, at validationcloud.io and reach us at info at validationcloud.io. Uh, to learn more uh, about our Javelin launch uh, and other products.
0: All right. Terrific.